Well, just like a bad penny, we keep coming back into the mix. Thank you for coming to our second visit with you. Bill Gray here. John is on the other side. John Chapman on the other side. Hi there, boys Whoa. and girls. Oh, wow. That's, that, the first thing we do is we turn the headphones down. There we go. Okay, <laughs> lot to cover today. We also are going to uh, premiere a, a new format where it's uh, we're going down to the 30-minute to uh, to focus on um, things a little more in depth, and uh, that should also uh, work into your own schedules at home by being able to listen for thirty minutes instead of a, an hour. And we and can stop cover our rambling. Yes, yes, it's it's kind of like news used to be fifteen minutes a day, and you got it all in. Now it's 24-7, and they have to talk about it for uh, twenty four or twenty three forty five. So that's where yeah, we have one bit of news and they talk about it all day. Yeah. And it's, it's other people's opinions, not necessarily yours. I mean, we, we chatted a bit about this in our last episode that I, I think that people are disconnecting uh, because they don't want people telling them what to think. And, um, and, and of course I'm, I'm guessing as the pendulum swings both ways it there are people that would rather that as we talked about with the price of soybeans but um it, it's i think you know just like uh, jack webb said just the facts ma'am yeah and speaking of just the facts our uh, central topic and john has it again this week and that will be um the topic on uh, everyone's minds as we get close to election day is voter fraud, fact or fiction? Yeah. Well, mostly it's compiled by the right wing to say everybody's out there voter fraud all the time. But, you know, the facts don't hold it out. In reality, if you go to Heritage Foundation, they've just said in there stuff that there's only been 1,384 cases and charged of voter fraud in the United States. And that's since 1979. So every year there's very little done. In 2021, there was eight cases. In 2020, there were 16 cases of voter fraud. In 19, 2019, there were 33 cases. In 2018, four cases. Now, before that, they ranged about 45 to 55 cases per year. And if you look up and see what the voter fraud was and the charges that were filed, was most people were ineligible to vote, maybe because they weren't a citizen or something, or there were people that uh, sort of manipulated the absentee ballots or voted Ooh. for somebody else. Ooh. But in reality, there's only, like I said, 1,384 cases in 30-something years. Now, that's not a lot. And that's not a lot to change the election. If you look through some of those cases, some of those voter fraud cases uh, remanded by the courts to run the election again. So I don't understand why. The GOP wants to be out there and say there's widespread voter fraud when last year there were eight cases. 
Now that's uh, not widespread. Well, there's more uh, more voter fraud in uh, in Cook County when Mayor Daley was. It's a legend, I guess. I, 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 I throw that so. out. I throw that out as some lightness. <laughs> vote early well, and vote often. Isn't that what he said? Yeah, and that's what I keep saying too. Vote early, vote often. But there's not the evidence doesn't back it up. And this information comes from the Heritage Foundation. And Same. you know that that is a ultra conservative organization. And so, are this <laughs> The same, the same people that brought us Obamacare in the long run. It was Romney Care at first, and then modified again. So, uh, and and a lot of folks don't know that Heritage Foundation is really the seed of of uh, affordable health care. Look it up. I know it, and they go on and say, I mean, they started that. It was a good idea when the Republicans thought about it, but when the Democrats thought about it and Hillary came out with it, it was the evil thing. And from that, we get to Obama when he was going to pass it, and then we got the Tea Party out of that. So, and you know, it just perpetuates. When you say something early enough and often enough, people begin to believe it with no facts at all. But going just on to the, the issue from the Heritage Foundation, when they're saying what they say, and they have all these cases there, they don't amount to anything. I mean, it's worth looking at them just to, you know, how they draw the conclusion that there's mm-hmm. widespread voter fraud mm-hmm. when there were eight cases last year. Now, those cases, that means that they were eight cases prosecuted. And they say in their, some of their statements that... Uh, solicitors or attorney generals for the, or I guess it would be in the county because the counties are the ones that control the voting. They refuse to take some of these cases because most laws about voter fraud say there's got to be a willful intent. And that's hard for prosecutors to prove willful intent. But still, if they're not in return, especially in the presidential election. There was nothing going on, but still we have widespread voter fraud. Well, I mean, that's been litigated, hasn't it? In in the uh, in the recent election, it was litigated, nothing was found. 63 times, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so how how many times are we going to have to, you know, review this before it's accepted? Uh, I, I just it, what's fascinating to me sometimes is it's the left is so powerful. Well, if the left was as powerful as it's being told it is, then wouldn't they get more done? I mean, you would, you would think so. I mean, I, I, it would be it, it, it's just I, I think what it is, is it, it's constantly running. And that, you know, they'll throw anything out to dilute the masses and to weaken uh, people's um, belief in the system. And it's just it's all misdirection Uh, that I believe it's just propaganda. You say it often enough, people will start to believe it. Yeah. Three times. The Republicans are out there and I don't understand. It's like they're. They looking a solution, looking for a problem when they say there's voter fraud, and 
29 states have passed laws to make it really more difficult to vote. And I want to talk about Ron DeSantis in Florida. He's been in the news lately. He had 19 people arrested for voter fraud. These were released, these were parolees. They'd been released for prison. And there's a program in Florida where when you go through your parole and hearing and signing all your papers and everything to get out of prison, there's a group down there that registers you to vote. Now, then the state which issues you a voter registration card or the city or whatever it is in Florida. I don't really know. But they issue a voter registration card so you're checked out that you can do these things or you can vote. But they had those 19 people arrested and said they were legally voted because they were convicted felons. Well, you can still vote as, as a convicted felon. But now, and the first guy went to court on that issue and the judge threw it out of court. He said it was bogus. Now, the state, realizing they might have made a mistake, has changed the forms that you have to sign when you get out of prison. And it's a, a regular parole form. But to quote what the new language in this form says, by signing this letter, you agree that you are solely responsible for determining if you are likely legally able and registered to vote. And you must solely determine if you are legally qualified to vote. Now, that's sort of putting the onus on the parolee to know if he's le legally able to vote or not, where before the state would issue the card or the city would issue their voter registration card. And if they issued the card to me, I would think I'd be able to vote. But those 19 people were arrested and basically it's a dog and pony show, at least and, my interpretation of it. And another barrier. And the people that are giving the parolee the forms to sign it's against the law for them to give them any guidance on this issue. Now, I voting is supposed to be the privilege of everyone in the United States. And they're just making it harder and harder and harder for people to vote, to discourage people to vote. And that's just not American the way I'm looking at it. Now, I well, may be wrong, but I don't think so. Well, I mean... We have a history of trying to restrict different uh, groups from voting um, because if they get powerful, um, then, um, and I say we as in history, not as we as in you and I, but, um, you know, it's what is the, the old saw? It, 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 they can't get too smart for us. You know, we have to keep them in a certain place. If they get too smart, they'll know what we're doing. You know, and and I'm sure people are saying, Bill, take your tinfoil hat off. But, I mean, you go back through history, the government does what's best for the government. The government is indirectly by the people, um, by voting. But, you know, it's the government protects itself, you know, not us. 
Well, the people that are running the government right now are the people that are going to do it. And I see this as, you know, their basic conspiracy. The way it's been in my lifetime is that you had an election, somebody won, and somebody lost. That's the way it goes. I'm seeing it now as some in the GOP can't live with that. So they make it harder and harder for people to vote. I mean, in Florida, they've had 48 voter fraud cases since 1979. Now, why does they, why do they want to make it so hard for people to vote? Intimidate the people that are voting, just like they're doing in Arizona, letting these armed vigilantes set at the mail drop boxes. That's intimidating to me. Well, it, it also, to me, says that there, there are groups that want to stifle your voice because they're afraid of the power that will come with it. Um, I mean, there are you know, arguments that um, demographically were changing. And I think that uh, that scares some groups. And so if for they, that, I draw the uh, the elimination theory that you know the right wing is propagating now, which makes no sense to me. I mean, if you have a population that's growing in this country, mm-hmm. an ethnic group, sooner or later they're going to overtake the other group. Mm-hmm. But because there's more Latinos in Texas than there are white people or Jewish people or whatever, uh, that that's a threat. And I, I don't understand people's logic, except they want to control and have power and remain in power and do anything they can do to stay in power. You know, now what is it? The only thing constant is change. It's all smoke and mirrors this voter fraud thing, it, it, it holds no water at all. And that's not me saying that. That's Trump appointed judges saying that. So it, it's the facts. Um, we just need to be concerned, uh, you know, next week to vote, no matter what side or sides or, or we have to vote. And there, there are things that are disturbing uh, as the right was concerned about where the left was taking us, the left is concerned about where the right says they're going to take us. And uh, just, you know, voting, please, 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 I'm begging you, vote. And early, if you can, I think some vote, uh, early voting is still open. I want to go out amongst the masses and see what voting is like on a, you know, a normal, different off-term election like it is now, because there seems to be excitement about it. When Roe was overturned by the the court on the Dobbs decision, that just really fired up a bunch of women. And women make, they make the elections to me. I mean, there are more of them that vote than men. It took us long enough to give them the vote to begin with. They're going to vote. And I think the election will be different than what we think. But if the women don't show up, then I don't know what we're going to have for the next two years. Because after that, then we have the presidential election again. So yeah. now we're just in this constant political cycle 
where before we only used to get the commercials about a month before the election. Now they're running six, eight months out. It's like, you know, before Halloween, they've got Christmas decorations in the stores. Everything is now, like you said, 24-hour system. You've got to fill 24 hours, so you do. But again, that we have this opportunity. I mean, here in South Carolina and and really across the country, uh, people talked about redistricting. And, you know, whether, you know, they did it or, or we did it or whatever, you know, who, who's ever, whichever feather on the bird you want to refer to. But in 10 years, when the new census comes, that, th- that there will be an opportunity to do the reapportionment again and set these districts up. And I think it, it is important for each side to commit to keeping their point of view in power. Um, I think the Republicans have it down. Um, I, I have uh, probably an unhealthy respect for what they're able to accomplish. Um, I mean, they got a TV star elected president. They got three seats on the court. That I mean, that's what what voting can do, and or as some arguments are, non-voting. But I mean, I, I, you know, please, please, please do not listen to these smoke screens that it's um, your vote is a waste. It is not. Is yeah, not. that's our point of our whole podcast and our conversation that we're having. If you come to us with some talking points, then, you know, you got nothing because talking points are just put out by the party and you just repeated everything. But you don't have the facts to back it up. What yeah. we gave you today were facts and figures, and they didn't come from a liberal organization. They came from the heritage. Yeah. Organization. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, research is a terrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> it always depends on who does it. But, you know, if you go to the right wing and they're saying this, then you pretty much got to think that that might be it because they, I think they're going to push it to the limits. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and again, we, you know, we talk about right wing, left wing, and we, we've chatted about this before that, you know, there was a time when people were not on the record like they are now. And, um, I, I think that's causing a lot of the divide because the, uh, the gamesmanship, if that's the correct word of politics, is transparent and or to the best we know. And it's probably not something we want to see. Uh, I mean, I remember a, a special on the Blue Ridge Parkway. And the um, I want to say he was a member of the House or one of the major committees in the House. And one of his towns was Asheville. And uh, Roosevelt was president at the time. And uh, this particular um, congressman said, I want the, the Blue Ridge Parkway to end in Cherokee. I want it to come through my district. And it was going into Virginia somewhere. I think, I'm, again, I apologize for the side bets on it. But the, the end of it was is that he and, and Roosevelt got down. These were two distinct points of view and said, um, I'll help you get Cherokee if you help me get the legislation through that Roosevelt was trying to do. And they did. And everybody got what they wanted. I mean, and you can't do that anymore. 
um, the minute that person voted for Roosevelt's policies or and uh, Biden's policies, Trump's policies, whoever the current president at the time is, you were immediately branded. And and I I wonder if it's my cynicism that says that, or that's the nature of the beast. There's a lot of um, a lot of sleight of hand in politics, and we probably shouldn't see it. Just recently, Cory Booker and uh, Tim Scott, Democrat and Republican, were working on crime legislation. And they worked on it for a month or so. And all of a sudden, it got shot down. And you know who shot it down? Lindsey Graham. I mean, don't the two senators from South Carolina ever converse? It wasn't what the party wanted. Yeah. That's why it got shot down. The Democrats would go along with it. The Republicans, you know, at least Scott thought they would. But, you know, at the last minute, it gets blown out of the water by Lindsey Graham. There's no compromise anymore. It's either we get it our way or you don't get it at all. Congress always ran before by compromise. That means yeah. you got a little bit of what you want. Yeah. I got yeah. a little bit of what I want. Yeah. That's the way government's supposed to work. I mean, when you go buy a car, you've got your bottom line and the, uh, the dealer has their bottom line and you guys come out with something that you both can live with or you don't get it. I mean, that's the way that works, mm -hmm. but not going in to say yeah. the price is this and you're yeah. going to pay it or you don't get it. Well, that doesn't get, there's no compromise in that. Well, if it, with the tax journalism um, or uh, studious reporting. Um, I, I, I think we know too much about how the sausage is made and it's all a show. Uh, before we only had to watch our legislators uh, on TV on the floor of the, uh, the different, the capitals or uh, to watch them bluster. Now we know everything they say on a hot mic, you know, and people are saying, what, what do you want to be stupid? No, I don't want to be stupid. I, I I don't want to gum the system up. I mean, like my libertarian friends tell me, regulations, regulations, that, uh, you know, we we need a change. Um, I, I don't know that we can fix what we have. And, and, and I, I'm not talking about revolution by any means. Uh, what I'm talking about is a, a voter war on apathy. And uh, people just go and vote. I mean, I, I would love to see in a midterm, you know, 70, 80 million votes. Wow. That um, and as you said, I mean, it, you know, that we keep getting hammered uh, that the, the about the Roe versus Wade. Um, I, one takeaway from that 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 I saw was, you know, maybe we've lumped women in a. Um, in a, in a box and not all women support that. Well, we need to make a case for people that do support it and do support choice. I mean, you can make the argument on either side, uh, a pro or, um, a pro or, or abortion pro life or abortion, but it's a side and both sides have very strong arguments. Uh, and, you know, possibly, we need to put people in the legislatures that agree with us. 
and when I say us, n- not you and me, uh, with you, let's our voices in our vote. I mean, I'm beating this to death, but I, I think we need to change Congress. We need to change the legislature here in South Carolina. Um, I'm guessing listeners, some listeners would agree with us in their home state, but we're it's broke. And it's gonna. The only people who can change it are us by finding candidates. I mean, here in South Carolina, I'm stunned that there are positions on the ballot that run with uh, no uh, choice. I mean, it's basically there's one person running. That's your vote. I mean, uh, we need to we need to fill those seats and both sides and put new blood into the system because the old blood is is just old. I mean, old. It's a good case for term limits. Well, I mean, there, there was a, uh, that uh, Joe Cunningham the other night made a comment about Henry Mack and that Henry Mack is returning us to 1952. And, um, it, and I sat there for a moment and went like, I wouldn't give him 52, I'd give him 61. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, and, but... Again, I mean, I, I'm not taking uh, Cunningham's side. I'm not taking Henry Mack's side. I'm saying that, you know, if you drive around the state, you know the state's in trouble. Uh, we have somebody running for the superintendent of education in South Carolina that um, has questionable credentials, depending on your point of view. I mean, my feeling on it is the state of education following COVID in this state, we've seen a marked decline in reading and math scores, and we weren't exactly leading the pack to start with. Uh, I don't know that we need somebody that um, is going to learn on the fly. That said, uh, the Republican Party thinks so, and that's why we have more than one point of view. But, you know, you either go and vote for this woman if, the, if you think she's the most qualified or you go and vote for the other side. But if you don't vote, you're voting for the one who won because you didn't vote against. And I mean, is that is that cosmic? I mean, am I just drifting off into Grateful Deadland or <laughs> what? No, I think that would be the correct analogy of what's going on. You know, this woman got her master's degree, which was a requirement of the job. She got that in a reduced time. I wished I could have gotten 30 credit hours in three months. Exactly. I mean, I I, I would have said, yes, yes, I'll take 30 credit hours. In How six- do you do that? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe she should write a book about, and, and, and the people at Bob Jones should, uh, should contribute to that book. Uh, and it, you know, it would cut down on uh, tuition. I mean, that probably would be a monumental impact on the cost of going to college. If you could cram 30 credit hours into three months, you could do three years in a year. I mean, we're knocking down the cost of an education by 75% right there. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I I'm interested in, in hearing what she did. Uh, I, I mean, all kidding aside, you, you know, uh, I, I've never heard of it. Uh, no. I, I, I didn't have it when I was in college. I mean, I have, uh, you know, I have a, a piece of paper that said, uh, you know, I, I went to college. Um, I, I, 
I wished I'd have been able to do that with stat class. I just didn't get statistics, took it three times. And, oh, yeah. and, uh, the third time I just said, please, please God help me. And, uh, I got a passing grade, got my three hours and graduated. So, uh, it would have helped me tremendously to know how she did it. Well, when I went to school, you know, you were limited. They were giving you four classes. Some people could take five, but I never heard of anybody taking six. Yeah. And yeah. she would have had the equivalent of 10 classes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, well, yeah. yeah. Well, as the old clock on the wall says, we've done our time for this week. Uh, I do like the 30 minute format because we can uh, get into it a little bit better. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see in a couple more episodes as as we get closer to elections, um, you know, my final thought for today is uh, please, please vote. And do we have a URL or an yeah. email? Yeah, we have an email. The email is two as in also old goats at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page and that is two old goats at Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Apple podcasts and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm very excited to, see our name next to the apple that was a that was a big move for me glad you switched to apple well that took me longer but that's another story in itself